Welcome to another episode of Life After PTSD. And back we have on our show, Dan Jarvis. Hey, hey, what's going on, Carrie? 220. It's been a hot minute. And Dr. Royster is here with us too, our special VIP guest. So today I asked Dan to come in and introduce the guest that we have on the podcast today, who is a friend of his, and I'm going to let you take it away. So Michael Geyer is a producer, and he just recently produced a documentary called The Wounded Heroes, and I was interviewed in that documentary, and it's crazy because that was almost two years ago that I did the interview, and it's finally been released. And the exciting thing is, in here in Orlando at First Orlando Baptist Church, on May the 27th, our doors will open at 5.30 p.m. We're going to have an hour meet and greet for local nonprofits so they can discuss things like PTSD and and you know negative emotions and things that are affecting a lot in the, the veteran and first responder world. So we're really excited about that. And the cool thing is Michael Geyer is going to be here for it, so you'll, you're going to get to meet him. He's, a, he's an incredibly altruistic individual. He's done this, you know, he's not a veteran, you know, and this all stemmed from a conversation or an interview he did with a veteran out in California a few years ago when he was shocked to learn how much medication this one veteran was taking. It, it, it shocks me every time I hear of somebody who doesn't realize the depth and breadth of PTSD and how it's affecting us. You know, because you hear it because we live in that all the time. I mean, you two more than even more than I do. But as a therapist, we hear it all the time. So we feel like everybody knows it. And to hear him tell this and is interesting. It's like, wait, yeah, there's still a lot of people that don't know. And so that's why it is so important that we tell them about this film. Yeah. And I think it's important, too, because we get this quite frequently. Does do these processes that you guys use work only for military veterans or first responders? And we're like, nope. If you've got trauma, you can fix it. Absolutely. Yeah, you can change the way you feel about something that happened in the past. Right? Right. I can't tell you how many times I've had clients who say, well, I might have trauma, but it's not as bad as going to war, so it doesn't count. That happens to me on a daily basis. I get that question. Well, they're minimizing their own trauma. And, And here's the thing. Trauma's got nothing to do with what you see. It's got everything to do with how you feel. And that's the problem with trauma. It's the emotions attached to it. So when you're having those intrusive thoughts or those nightmares, it's the emotion that's really got you wigged out. And and if I go to war and I see something horrific, you know, and I feel intense about it, but yet you're in a traffic crash where somebody may have died or, or you almost died, what's the difference? That is what Michael Geyer found out when he he was going to do a different type of movie and then he realized this and ended up doing this documentary and I love it. I think it's great. So I'm really excited and just a minute, you're going to hear him. Imagine a world in which post-traumatic stress no longer robs from millions who suffer. You don't want to get help because you're embarrassed. You don't want to tell people the dark stuff that you've went through. That stigmatism of you can't talk to people it is so true. And I said, I yeah. don't want to, I, I can't, I don't want to live this trauma again. Yeah. And he goes, yeah. you don't have to. Yeah. And I said, yeah. what? The experts, they forgot to tell me I can heal. I didn't know that I can get rid of PTSD. I just remember being able to stand by the water and look up at the sky and hear the noises. And I didn't think they were gunshots. I was like, those are Disney fireworks. I don't even know what to imagine for myself now, my future, because I have one. This is Life After PTSD. Welcome to another episode of Life After PTSD. We have with us Michael Geyer, who has just 
produced a documentary, right? Or when did it come out, Michael? Uh, it came out on March 5th. So it came out uh, last month. Oh, really? Well, I, it's so funny. I was in my office yesterday and we had an intern that was interviewing and I was telling her about it. And my, one of the guys that works with me was standing there and he said, Carrie, I just emailed that to you. I just, I mean, I just texted that to you. I just texted you a link to it. He was like, I just, it was so funny. So it's that's getting great. around. So that's, that's good. That's exciting. Yeah. yeah. Um, so wounded heroes and it's about PTSD and the alternative treatments there are for PTSD, which is absolutely what we talk about here um, on life after PTSD, because there is definitely life after PTSD. Although a lot of people it's, they feel like it's an end to their life as you saw. I mean, as you learned in the documentary. So I first, how did you even, I mean, I, I watched the documentary, but how did you get interested in this to start with and then start connecting and decide to do a documentary? I'm just fascinated by that. Well, when we first started, we were going to be doing a film called Wounded Heroes, but it was going to be with actors. And we had a screenplay written and it was uh, about post-traumatic stress, had a great storyline, father-son relationship. Father was a Vietnam vet, son was an Afghanistan vet, both with PTSD. But I didn't know much about post-traumatic stress. And so I wanted to do some interviews with veterans and learn about post-traumatic stress. And I met a guy in San Diego named Carl. He was on 16 different medications down from 18, which was shocking to me. And then he told me that it didn't really help. It was more of just a Band-Aid pushing back some of the symptoms. And I walked out of that interview and decided that I needed to put the other film on hold and we needed to, I needed to go out and look for alternative treatments because I didn't know anything about the subject. So I was hoping we could find some, but after doing a lot of research in a three-year process, you know, we found great treatment and program options that do help people battling post-traumatic stress. One, get off the drugs. Two, to get their lives back. So that one interview with Carl is what set me off on this journey. Wow, that's that's fascinating. So are you still planning on doing another another movie? Yeah, I still want to do the screenplays written. You know, it's all about money in, in Los Angeles here, Hollywood movie makers. We all need investors. So even some of the big stars, it takes them 10, 10 years sometimes to get one of their films produced because wow. it's so hard to find money. So, yeah, when the money shows up someday, then, yeah, I want to do that film. Yeah, that's 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 amazing. Um, I. I'm so interested that when you started looking at what there was for PTSD that, you know, you're like, wait a minute, what, what's happening? Because that's what happened to me as a therapist. So I was, I've been a therapist for 28 years and probably 10 years ago, early on, I said, I'm not dealing with trauma because it's too much. Um, but then I realized I didn't have a choice. If I was going to be mm. a therapist, I had to deal with trauma. And yeah. then I realized what they what they teach us in school is not what is enough. It's not enough for school for trauma for trauma treatment. And I went on a dive, kind of like you, like, oh well, wait a minute, I'm in this job and I can't help people with trauma. Not not long term. Like it's really painful for me as a therapist to go through the kind of treatment that they want us to do, and it's mm. painful for the client. And this is definitely not what I signed up for to not be able to help people. You know, to feel. So, and so, um, so that's when I got trained in some of the things that you guys talk about in the, the film. And, and I think one of the other things you talk about is the, the medication regimen that so many people are on medication. In fact, um, the guy that just left the office, a guy that just, a friend just walked out of the office and, um, I said, do you want to come listen on the, he hasn't seen the film yet. And I said, do you want to come listen? Because 
he's saying the same things, you know, mm. it's medication. He's just been pushed medication after medication yeah. um, to try to get him better. And like in the film, like that just affects their brain. And now they can't even process what's happening exactly. to get better. So I love your film. I, in fact, I want to do a screening. I want to mm. have a big screening here um, and invite some people. I already invited a couple people this morning and, um, you don't have a date yet, so I need to talk to you about that. <laughs> but no, I definitely want to do a screening. I mean, and show some people because we need alternative treatments and we need people to recognize that there are alternative treatments out there. So, exactly. um, and I can see a second film. I, I, I want to help you get funding for a second film about how all the people are still doing, you know, these people with these mm -hmm. alternative treatments and moving. And, and if there's other alternative treatments, you know, like yeah. what Dan Jarvis is doing with his group, um, he's doing some yeah. amazing things, um, you know, to, to move that forward because there's so many people that are suffering with PTSD. Like you said, it's not just military. Um, so what was your biggest thing that you learned in the film or biggest thing that you would want people to know right off the bat there? What would you say? Well, for me, the film is all about hope because as I said, when I started this, I didn't know anything about post-traumatic stress. I only met Carl. He was hopeless. And I learned very quickly that there are treatments and programs that do work. And everybody I interviewed in the film, as you saw when you watched it, it, they were all once upon a time hopeless. They thought they'd have to live a miserable life for the rest of their life. But then they found something that worked and it not only worked, it got them off the drugs or at least down to just two or three minor things. And more importantly, it got their, get them their lives back. They could sleep through the night. They, they were close again with their loved ones. A woman said that, uh, she said, I have my husband back. And she said, more importantly, our children have their father back. I mean, that's, that's really impactful, important things that people need to understand can happen in their lives if they're battling post-traumatic stress. They don't have to be on all those medications. And you mentioned the medications. You know, when, we, when I started in doing these interviews, I wasn't looking for a medication angle or, or anything else like that. I just interviewed people. They always brought up the fact that they were put on so many medications. Because I've had some, even recently, complain that, you know, your film is anti-drug. And I'm like, no, it's not. You know, these are these are veterans who talked about the problem in the system of being over medicated. We didn't present that. But in the film, we make it very clear that we're not anti-drug. We are anti uh, we're against antipsychotics, you know, because those, as you said, kind of cloud the brain. And it's kind of hard to process and actually get better when you can't really you're kind of foggy. Um, as one some people said, a uh, frontal lobotomy, you know, um, and, you know, so the medications, but we do say, if you're going to take medications, just know what you're taking. It needs to be implied consent. That's what we are promoting. And we still are. You need to know what you're taking. You can go to drugs.com, search the medication, search the side effects, see how this medication reacts to this medication before you take them. Because a lot of problems are caused by interaction of medications. So we just want people to be, uh, to understand what they're taking, know the side effects, and then they make the choice if they want to take it. If they know what the side effects are and they start to experience them, then they can stop the medication by first talking to your doctor, letting them know, but then together find something that's going to work, you know, because medications may, you know, some medications may work for some people. And so we don't want to say, don't take medications. We're saying, don't be over drugged. And unfortunately there's a problem of over drugging. And this is what we've learned after talking to so many doctors and veterans and active duty military. Um, one of the things you said earlier is, that when you first talked to that first person and then realized there was hope, or, you know, you, you realized you wanted to find something and then you started finding hope. 
um, and realized people could get their lives back. Um, and more importantly, uh, when the wife said, my kids have their father back, the mm-hmm. reason why we do this podcast is because of that experience. Yeah, I mean, you know, when when I was, uh, I guess that first training that I was kind of hanging out with you, Carrie, and you did not have high expectations for what was possible for uh, anyone with PTSD. I Which, just didn't let me know. Inter- inter- interrupt there right. and say, I think that is part of the problem. It's like what you said, Michael. Um, a lot of people don't have high expectations, and they don't even know that that PTSD is a real problem. I mean, right, and right. I I keep thinking like, how could you not know that PTSD is a problem? But there are still people every day that I run into who uh, kind of like you, like they interviewed somebody just to learn more about it. And then they realize, and I think that when, the, when they have, during the pandemic, we've had um, more and more people, I think, start to realize mental health issues in general. But, but yeah, I think you didn't realize the problem of PTSD. Well, I, I realized the problem as a military problem. And, um, you know, but didn't, when I say I didn't have a lot of hope for it, it was just, you know, you would hear these stories and you would hear, you know, horrible things that these guys would see and gals would see and experience, you know, in combat or, or whatever. And, you know, it just, it was one of those, it seemed to me from my perspective, it seemed to me that it was a problem that nobody knew what to do with. And so I, like, I didn't even know that they were throwing drugs at it. Like, I, I guess maybe I should have assumed that, but I didn't even know that at that point. And, you know, you would hear these stories. I, I did not have anybody directly in my life that I knew that was affected by that at that point. Now, in retrospect, I probably did, um, and just didn't, uh, you know, just didn't realize it. But once, um, once I saw that, not only was, um, you know, was there something that was healing and hopeful that was possible, but also that the problem was much bigger than military. You know, your your eyes kind of get open and you go, oh, my goodness, man, this is a suffering world that we're living in. There's a lot of people that are that are struggling. So, yeah, with that first training, we had a, a Marine and uh, he had been flown down, uh, I think, through Dan. Right. Dan's organization mm-hmm. did that Dan, with 220. Dan Jarvis, and, yeah. yeah. And brought him down. And, um, you know, I watched this guy that was uh, what, what he got about 30, 29, 30 years old, I think, something like that. Been married several years and had a couple daughters and. Um, you know, I, I'm just hearing that he, you know, he doesn't sleep and just a lot of struggles there. And so there's the dad heart in me, I think was moved and to see someone work with him and really get him to a, a much better place. I remember talking to his wife the day after that first clearing and just going, how did he sleep yesterday? And she's like, he slept and I'm going, it was like nine hours something crazy slept, right? like that. And I'm thinking, what, what, maybe two or three hours max, like for multiple years? I mean, you can't live like that. I don't care who you are. You just can't live like that. And so, you know, I got excited for them as a family. Not that not that just one day of clearing some trauma was going to be the end-all solution, but it was, a, it was a start, and I had no doubt in my mind that it was an incredibly hopeful start and maybe the first, you know, real dose of hope that that family had had in a long time. And so, right. uh, you know, when you, you get the see kind of somebody go back to their home, you know, that they're leaving and they're going back to their, you know, to his daughters in his case. And, and, uh, you know, kids are getting dad back and everything. Like I, how can you, if that doesn't warm your heart, you just don't have one. <laughs> so I just don't right? know how else to say it. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, you know, you brought up a good point. When I first started this, I also thought post-traumatic stress was a military thing. I didn't realize anybody can have post-traumatic stress. And more importantly, it's not a disorder. It's a normal reaction mm-hmm. to a traumatic event. And so if you experience post-traumatic stress, there's nothing wrong with you. You're supposed to, because many people do from any traumatic event, a car accident. Um, There are so many things that can happen that can cause it. So that's why the film is for all of our first responders as well, police officers, firefighters, doctors, and nurses now because of COVID. They're battling post-traumatic stress. 
individuals, civilians. The film really is helpful for anybody. And uh, you had talked about earlier about sponsoring a film. That is something that we're doing is, is there's a number of people and organizations that are sponsoring films, whether it's online or where it's allowed in person, movie theaters or other locations. And that's just a great way to bring people together because you know, some people won't watch it on their own and to have an event or have somebody bring them to an event, uh, you know, it's important because then they get the message or even family members. You know, I had a guy tell me that he couldn't wait for his wife to watch the film because the film could explain to her what he hasn't been able to. And that's important for loved ones to understand what's going on by getting educated through the film as well. So, you know, post-traumatic stress, it, I, that's why I love the name of your show, Life After PTSD, because people can have a life after post-traumatic stress. And, and it is a huge battle all over the world, we've learned. And that's very sad. But there is a solution. Yeah, there's definitely, it's it's all over the world. In fact, that's one of the things that has been interesting about this podcast that it's opened up me to is how many different places have heard the podcast and reached out to us, other countries. Mm. And mm. so I'm hoping that they'll hear it and play your you know, watch this movie because I really think it, you gave a lot of options. I thought it was very balanced um, when I watched the movie or the documentary. I thought it was very balanced with medication versus, you know, not medication. Um, understanding that there are things that need, may need medication. I did not think you were anti-medication, but let's face it. We all should be anti-medication if we don't need it. You know, if there's exactly. another option. And I was thinking <laughs> as you were talking, I thought when people come to therapy, often they say, oh, I read your bio, I looked you up online, I know you have kids, I know, you know, sometimes it's like, whoa, what else do you know, right? Um, <laughs> you know, they found out all these, and I'm not even giving them medication, right? But yet they can go to a doctor and the doctor says, here, take this, and they take it and they don't question it. They don't look up the medication, they don't look, why, you know, yes, we need to be educated about what we're doing. And, yeah. um, I, you know, I, there's just, there's just no, nothing else to compare to that. You have to have education. And so, but yeah, I thought it was a really balanced view on um, quite a few different things, you know, different types of therapies and options for people. Um, and, and really just does give people hope. I mean, I, I was, I thought that was really well done. Um, the, the documentary was really well done. I highly recommend it. And yes, when we get off air, I want to figure out how to, I definitely want to do a, a showing here, you know, um, screening so people can bring people together to watch it and, and have discussion about it. Yeah. So we're in, and we're in Florida. So, you know, we're just, we're not yeah. in a state of emergency anymore. I love how they, yeah. apparently they said we're not in a state of emergency, but we still have to wear masks till July or something. Somebody told me, I don't know. I haven't read it officially. <laughs> I was like, wait, why? What? We're not in a state of emergency, but we have to wait till July. So anyway, yeah. um, what other, um, what do you see next? Like what, are, what's next for you? Um, and, and like after learning this, what, what are your next thoughts on uh, conquering PTSD or helping? Because help, you're helping the cause. I know that wasn't your cause to start with, but now right. you realize you have a cause now, right? <laughs> like you're in yeah. the you're you're part of the team now. Um, yeah, I know you yeah. know Dan Jarvis. Uh, whether you want to be or not, you're part, you're in the team of like <laughs> let's let's change the world and get people help. Um, yeah. So what's what's next for you and what? Well, honestly, it's all about the film right now. It's been, I've been working on this for three years and it took about 10 months to edit the thing. It's because editing is a huge process. And so right now I've just been doing a lot of interviews. Thankfully, we've gotten a lot of press um, all over the country, all over Canada, national news, local news, radio. I mean, it's been, it's been fabulous because 
people need to know the film exists. And of course, it's on all the places where people can watch the film. You can find on the website, WoundedHeroesDocumentary.com. But it's Amazon, iTunes, Google Play, Vudu, and many other places. But the bottom line is people need to know that it's available. And I've got people watching it in Israel, the UK, Australia, Canada, the Netherlands. That's um, so and exciting. I was surprised at how many countries have such a huge problem with post-traumatic stress. And it's been in the news this, this week or this last week, uh, Israel and their military feeling like their government's not doing enough for their soldiers coming back with post-traumatic stress. So it is a big Canada. I was shocked at how big of a problem it is in Canada. And uh, so there's a lot of people who need to see it. So my mission now, the film is done, is just to get the word out, but I can't do it alone. So I'm asking people like you, thank you for doing this podcast and others share it with your people that you know, family members of people battling post-traumatic stress. Um, and just, it's gotta be a viral type of thing and with people sharing it because it will and does save lives. I've got dozens and dozens of emails and messages from people who talked about how impactful the film has been in their life. That needs to continue, but it won't unless I have the public's help, help spreading the word. Uh, we just launched something new called Sponsor a Hero, which literally just yesterday, which I'm excited about, that allows um, people to, or I should say gives them the opportunity to purchase screenings that we will then give away to our heroes. Um, and I think that's great. So we're reaching out to a lot of big companies. Uh, no one's responded yet, <laughs> but, but we are reaching out to large companies who do support veterans, uh, you know, but there's a lot of great causes out there. So, you know, it's just convincing them that this is one of them. Uh, and I've gotten two people, two large companies that have responded. They just haven't agreed to help yet, but we have individuals who are also purchasing screenings. Somebody just did 20 bucks. Uh, so that's five screenings we can give away. Um, someone else did $200. So that's 50 screenings we can give away. That's another way that people can say thank you to our heroes by purchasing a screening for them, pay it forward and let us give them away for free. So, you know, that's something I'm really pushing right now because Absolutely. originally I wanted to give this away. I, I did not want to charge anybody for the film. Uh, so we tried to raise money in the beginning to pay for the expenses and, um, you know, fundraising is very difficult. I'd never done it before, but I found out very quickly it's difficult. So the film was important enough that my wife and I decided to fund it ourselves and uh, spend three years on it. And so because of all that time and expense that we had to spend, we do hope someday to get reimbursed. So that's why we're trying to find ways that people can help um, by allowing us still to give it away for free, but we still also get our budget reimbursed to us. Michael, that's awesome. And, and if you would, could you give like a teaser to the listeners, you know, give them like the 30 second uh, pitch as to what they can expect in the film and kind of get the, you know, whet the appetite a little bit if you would. Yeah, so post-traumatic stress, it's about post-traumatic stress, veterans, first responders. We do discuss the high suicide rate. But more importantly, the film features so many different alternative treatments and programs that give anyone battling post-traumatic stress their lives back. And that is exactly <laughs> what, yeah, no, I think that's exactly, that's exactly what it does. It gives people hope that they can get their lives back. And I one of the things I'm going to do this week or next week is reach out to some of the organizations that are mentioned in there uh, to see, you know, bring them on the podcast and say, Hey, I heard about you on wounded heroes. Tell us what you do. And, um, and let's, let's promote the film too, so that people know more yeah. about what the, what's out there. So I just thought it was really balanced and I wasn't sure, you know, when I, when I first was looking at it, I was like, Oh, I wonder what it'll be like. Is it going to be a balanced view? But yeah, I thought you of did a course, great job. Yeah. 
So I definitely want you to get all of your in investment back and more um, because it, it is, it's such an important thing. Um, and, and I think, I think it would be so amazing to have a place where you can start sharing what people are, you know, people have heard it who didn't know anything about it and they're impacted, yeah. you know, is there a place on your site website where they can share or on a face, is there a Facebook group or anything like that? That. Well, we have a Facebook page. I think it's Facebook forward slash wounded heroes or something like that. Okay. The I'll look on the for website. it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And we have a Twitter account and we have Instagram, all the usuals. Uh, but on the website itself, woundedheroesdocumentary.com, there's a page. It is, does say sponsor a hero, but on that page below it, it talks about some of the messages we've gotten and how it's impacting people's lives. And there's also a resource page on the website, which features I all of the I love that. Yes. That was so important because people are going to watch the film and then say, well, how do I get the, how do I contact the people? And, you know, and you saw the film on Amazon. Unfortunately, the platforms do not allow me to put links um, or mention any website. So I couldn't say, when I, when I talked about drugs.com, I couldn't say it. I couldn't show it. So I had to find a way around it. So I have two edits of the film, one that where they allowed me to show the websites and another one where they didn't, which was Amazon, iTunes, Google. They didn't let me show websites. So I couldn't even tell people about the resource page. So oh, I had wow. to hint at it so that people hmm. would understand it was there, but it is there. And the resource page has all of the treatments uh, and programs that we talk about in the film and many others that you can just go to link and get help You know that you need. But the film gives you a good overview, so it gives it gives you a great place to start. And as you said, Dan twenty two zero, he's interviewed in the film. He does an outstanding job, and the work he's doing is fabulous. And you know, we feature something very similar to what he does. Right. We also yeah. have horse therapy, stellate ganglion block, uh, week long programs, the brain treatment center. There's all kinds of great programs and treatments featured in the film. But yeah, people can find it all on the website, including film excerpts, the trailer. It's all there. Yeah, and and the other thing I think that we need to, um, I don't know, talk about just for a minute is I knew that there's been an issue lately with even if people have the resources of you know where to go, it's sometimes still hard to find a counselor these days. It really is, and mm. um, I did not realize the problem until um, actually I had a client from another state call and did a little work and then realized oh, she probably needs somebody in person. And picked up the phone, made some phone calls, um, sent some emails out to therapists and really spent some time trying to find a therapist. And then, you know, finally got one. It was going to be a two and a half week wait. And then the person canceled the night before. And I thought, okay, this is rare, right? This isn't oh, a no. thing. And, and so I must say, um, if somebody's trying to get help, keep trying or, you know, don't give up. Like there are people who want to help. Um, but I yeah. will say it is, a, I, I talked to the, one of the inpatient facilities here and they said they are absolutely at a, a shortage of, um, their shortage of nurses, like psychiatric nurses and, um, also therapists. And so mm. they can't, they have more beds than they can fill because of not because people don't need the help, but because they don't have mm. the staffing. And oh, so, it. yeah. And so I just, you know, if people are going to the resource page and looking like, you know, find a friend, help someone in your life, find a therapist. Cause like this person that I connected with and then I, I thought, Oh, I'll help you. I'll just do this for a minute. And it, it was hours and I, of time that I really didn't have. And then I, and then yeah. it was really disappointing in the end because it didn't work out. Sure. And um, I mean, we did yeah. finally get help, but it was, 
I thought to myself, if I was that client um, dealing with what they're dealing with, I don't know that I would have continued, you know, looking because it was so frustrating. So, and I, and I've heard yeah. that story quite a bit. And so, um, yeah, I mean, there, there is hope out there. Keep trying or tell someone in your family, show them the film and say, this is what I'm dealing with and I need help and I can't find it. Will you help me? Because sometimes yeah. staying the course and getting on those websites and making the phone calls, it's difficult. So, um, yeah. I and just, let me add the good thing is with zoom, uh, people have been able to connect with counselors all over the country, regardless of where they live, which has made things a lot easier. And a lot, most actually, I think all of the programs that we featured in the film, um, have a way to get veterans to their, like the program on, on the East coast, they fly you there, they pick you up at the airport, they give you housing and they pay for the whole week. So it doesn't cost you anything. They, they get you there. Mm -hmm. So there's help there. Um, that's alternative veterans alternative and also, Warfighter Advance were the two yes. programs. Yes, and Both Veterans Alternative, Brian Anderson, that's amazing. Oh, and look, Warfighter Advance looked amazing too, but Brian, yeah. I can personally speak to that um, because I've yeah. been involved. Brian Anderson so, does a great job over so the whole program. Absolutely. And so there is help, um, and there is a way for you to get to that help because people are donating money to get you there. So, you know, which is great. And as I said, Dan does a lot of Zoom calls and even over the phone, I believe, where he's helping a lot of people. Well, and, and a lot of us do. I mean, like I do Zoom, yeah. a lot of us do Zoom, but I will say there's still um, people, it's kind of like until you know about PTSD, you don't know what you don't know. And until yep. you've tried to find a therapist, which this is what happened for me just recently, <laughs> I was trying to find a therapist for someone else. And I was yeah. like, wow, this is really hard. And, hard, yeah. um, and yes, most people, Zoom is a great option. It's such a great option. I'm so thankful yeah. that we have this. So again, thank you so much. And just like Michael just said, share with people Wounded Heroes. It's WoundedHeroesDocumentary.com. Is that the actual yes. site? Okay. Yeah, we'll put it in the we'll put it in the show notes. But WoundedHeroesDocumentary.com. Okay. Um, watch it. Share it with your friends. Um, we are going to have a showing here. We'll put it in the show notes. The date as soon as I know it. And um, but yeah, share it. And and again, if you never know who needs to hear this today, you never know. I mean, people do not realize when they send a link to a podcast. Hey, I just heard this podcast and thought I'd share it with you because you might know somebody who needs it. You know, that's how you can say it, you know, because they don't know what people are going through. And that's what I think we, that's what I think you realize through this, through all your interviews. So once again, this is Life After PTSD. And remember, there is Life After PTSD. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star review and share it with your community.